We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Starcom Radio Network, Digital Broadcast Network, and Digital Satellite Network. And you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 at www.exxonradiotv.com. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. By the way, speaking about our good friends at the Starcom Radio Network, if you'd like to listen to radio as it was meant to be, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern, the one and only Ed Till. That's on the Starcom Radio Network, www.starcomradionetwork.com. My guest this hour is the Reverend Rose St. John. She's been involved in spirituality and the paranormal most of her life. In 2004, Rose and her husband Frank co-founded the Beaver County Ghost Hunters. They have investigated hundreds of private homes and public areas, resulting in many interesting photos and audio, as well as personal experiences. Now, while they have a variety of equipment, most of the investigations are done with just a camera and recorder due to the fact that Rose and many of the other members are intuitive. There is never a fee for private investigations. They currently have meetings at the local Rochester Public Library, where they have communicated with a few spirits who reside there as well. Their website is www.beavercountyghosthunters.com. And joining me now is Reverend Rose St. John. And Reverend Rose, welcome to the X-Zone. Oh, thank you, Rob. It's really an honor to be here. Oh, it's really nice having you with us. Tell me, what was it? that started you on your personal investigation, your personal quest to do ghost hunting? Well, uh, honestly, I had a had met a couple of young ladies who were doing a project for their high school and were interested in um, going on a couple of ghost hunts. And that just kind of got me started. Mm-hmm. I got permission from their parents. We went on a couple of um, public a couple of public places right. and 
had so much, uh, so many experiences that we just continued. And now we, it's just part of our life. And the rest is history, as they say. Right, right. <laughs> so tell me, Reverend Rose, what is the scariest place that you yourself have ever done any research in while looking for ghost spooks and things called bump the night? Well, honestly, I have never been scared. Really? Anywhere. How come? <laughs> How come? Um, I feel very comfortable talking to the spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a, 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 an instance not too long ago in around Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, had a little uncomfortable feeling there, but nothing that was very, very overwhelming. So it was just to the point where now we need to go back to find out what it is. Gotcha. Now tell me, have you ever seen a ghost? Honestly, I did. Um, we were at the Sedimville Rectory in mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Ohio, and, uh, with another. There was a couple there who had gone upstairs and they set up a motion detector. Right. And I heard it go off and went out to the hall to find out what was going on and turn as I turned around I actually walked through the spirit of a little boy oh my gosh and that was kind of the first time that I had ever actually seen an apparition and I think that it kind of took me by surprise that I didn't believe it and walked turned around walked Mm -hmm. in and told the other girl I was with then we went back out into the hall and he was gone. Maybe you can help me understand something, uh, Reverend Rose. You said that this other party put up a motion detector and something tripped the motion detector. Now, from what I know, ghosts are translucent, transparent. There's no physical... Right. There's no physicality to them. So how could this non-existent, non-physicality, translucent energy apparition set off a motion detector? It's energy. Yeah, I, I know, Everyone, but, but so is, but so is a so is a cell phone transmission. That's energy too, and they don't set off. Uh, right. Yeah. No, the only time that we have honestly ever had them set off yeah. is when there has been absolutely no one has been in the area. Right. But we have had spirit activity. It sets off the detector. Sometimes we have a camera that will snap pictures mm-hmm. we will get little minor things maybe a little shadow um but it it just all works on the energy because our spirit has energy and that is what we communicate with yeah but once again i understand i understand the theory behind it but the physics mm-hmm. behind it doesn't make sense because a when you send a transmission through a cell tower to a cell phone, that is microwave energy. And mm-hmm. everybody is inundated with EMFs and microwave uh, activity. So I don't understand how this invisible force can set off a, a motion detector. Well, all I know is that it does. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't work with um, scientific properties okay, right um all i all i know is that when i have uh, that feeling mm-hmm. or i feel that i'm and i'm communicating with spirits normally that's the time when the detectors will set 
it'll, they'll make a noise or the pictures will start snapping. Honestly, I can't tell you anything right. as far as scientific. So, I can so, only tell you as far as spiritual. So tell me about the communication that you do with the other side, the spirit world. What kind of communications are they? What do you say and what do they say? Well, usually we will just, uh, you'll just feel a presence. Mm -hmm. um, the, the feeling in the room will change. Sometimes it'll have a heavy change. Um, I was in the basement at one particular place and I just felt um, a, a negative energy. It right. wasn't anything bad or scary. It just felt negative and it just felt, I have intuitive abilities and I felt a male presence and we went upstairs and actually felt his energy come through to the room we were in up above um, we did send him away so thank goodness he was he didn't last very long No, but we will direct them to the light why do some spirits stay behind and others go to the other side of the light well, it's really funny. We've um, made communication with some of the spirits. And one building in East Liverpool, I was communicating with the spirit of a young girl. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her that she needed to go to the light. And she said, no, her parents were there and she didn't want to go. So I think sometimes the spirits don't know that they have passed on. Sometimes they need, they are here for unfinished business, hokey as that sounds uh, from um, Casper, the movie. But some of them just have messages to give to people. And some of the spirits will just come in long enough to give messages. Mm -hmm. And then they go back to the realm that they are in. Where is that realm that they're in if it's not the other side? I believe that, that we do have a parallel universe where spirits go. Um, people will call it heaven. Some call it summerland. Mm -hmm. I've communicated with so many spirits, and they seem to be very happy that they are going about everyday business in another realm. And it's kind of interesting because we never really are going to know until we get there. So, only thing I can do is tell you what I have experienced right. and what others have experienced, and it's very interesting. Now, tell me, what is your favorite place to visit? Oh, my goodness. Probably the um, Moundsville Prison in Moundsville, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. that, that is an incredible place. This uh, I've had so much activity down there. Um, I had We had a gentleman who had worked at the prison when it was still in business. Mm -hmm. And he would take us around and uh, verify things. And every time we would come back downstairs, we'd say, um, okay, I feel such and such a name or mm -hmm. I feel this or that. And he would verify it for us. So it was nice. To be in a place where you knew that you were having everything verified. So how that, many how you know, many different spirits? There. How many different spirits did you communicate with at this prison? At the prison, probably um, personally, maybe about five or six. Mm -hmm. 
but some of the other people in the group had had their own experiences. So some of them had different numbers and some of us don't have the exact same spirit that we have contact with. Sometimes we do. Now, now I understand that most of your group are intuitives. How many members are there of your group? Right now we have about six active members. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of online members, but they haven't really, um, they're just interested in seeing what we do and pictures and EVPs. Right, right. But I have, I have my husband and one other man are in the group, and then we have all girls. And um, two of my younger girls in their 20s are highly intuitive, and they go with me to a lot of places. I understand you've investigated hundreds of private homes and uh, public areas. So tell, tell me about some of the homes you've investigated and what have your findings been? We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. We have had a lot of the private homes that we've been to have really had nothing there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people watch too much television. And your water, they'll hear, live in an old house and water pipes or make sounds or they'll hear creaking, wind blowing through the windows or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really haven't had a lot of activity in homes, but I did have one in East Liverpool recently where I was actually have, you know, there was nothing, I wasn't getting anything and we were getting ready to leave. I sat my EMF meter on the table, and all of a sudden, the lights started flashing. And I started talking, and I could feel the presence of a little boy. So as I was asking questions to this little boy, the lights would flash. And every time the answer would be yes, the lights would flash up. So to me, that was pretty exciting, and I did send him to the lights so that I could give him peace and that the residents could have quiet. Now, the title of reverend, uh, is that an honorary title, or what seminary did you go to, and when were you ordained, and by whom? Well, actually, I was ordained by a spiritualist group in Ohio, Mm -hmm. um, oh, probably about 10 years ago, and I do a lot of spiritual activities. Uh, I do mediumship and card reading, so I have that title, too. Um, so you're you're not a, well, a reverend that is associated with any accredited religious organization? 
No, not not a gotcha. church. It's a spiritual. Gotcha. So it's yeah, so it's, it's basically an, an honorary title, right? Yes. Okay. And a lot of a lot of people who do psychic work, mediumship work, mm-hmm. um, have gone through a, these spiritual churches and have become reverends. Why would somebody want to become a reverend when the organization is not an accredited religious organization? Well, because I do counsel people, and I counsel people in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do weddings, and I I'm able to do. Um, so you're you're able to sign a uh, you're you're able to sign a a wedding certificate. Yes, yes. Okay. I am ordained to do to do weddings. I do hand fastings, baptisms. So so you're licensed uh, by the state I, of New York. No, but actually by the state of Ohio. Oh, Ohio. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah, I live in Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry because I saw. Uh, let me see. Where was it? I was reading um, that uh, Rochester. I thought that was Rochester, New York. I know a lot of people do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, we, okay. we're in Rochester, Pennsylvania. We're uh-huh. just north of Pittsburgh. Oh, gotcha! Beautiful place. So, so tell me when you're out there doing a ghost investigation. Um, what is your hope? Why is it that people go out there and try to communicate with the dead? What's the ultimate goal? My goal is to send them to the light so they're not stuck here. Uh, I have been to many places that have made mm-hmm. the spiritual, uh, have made this into a, a, such a huge money-making scheme mm-hmm. that I'm trying to send the spirits to the light because I don't think people should make money off of loved ones who have passed away. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I just, I don't like that at all. So any time that I have the opportunity to send spirits to the light, I definitely do it. Whether <laughs> whether they want me to or not, I will do that. So why do you think it's so savvy these days to be part of a ghost hunting or ghost research group? Everybody wants to be a part of something. Yeah. And since the television has made it so popular, everybody wants to join and I wouldn't say I wouldn't I, out, I, I wouldn't say everybody. I I, I believe there's well, a there's a slice of the public, a, a very small slice that want to get involved in this because the most of the members of society believe, well, you know, like the dead are the dead. They deserve to be respected and left alone. So I, right. I, I've all, I've always found it very interesting why people would want to do something like become a ghost hunter, and and even the name ghost hunter doesn't make sense because when you hunt something, your intent is to kill it. Exactly. And here That's you've got we, people who are already we, deceased. Yeah. Right. We have actually changed because we started off with that as our name. But I thought that it had a derogatory name, you know, yeah. connotation. Mm-hmm. So I changed it to paranormal because it does sound like we're going out trying, you know, to hurt something but we're not we're actually communicating with the deceased Mm -hmm. and helping them to move on because i don't want the you know i I just feel very uncomfortable that they are not at peace so so am i so am i to be at peace so am i mistaken when i gave the website beavercountyghosthunters.com no that's that's it we just haven't been able to change it over okay 
All right, um, so you're instead our, of the Beaver County Ghost Hunters, it's Beaver County Ghost. Hunt, what, well, what is we it now? just go by Beaver County Paranormal. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Have you ever it been? Sound, it doesn't sound hokey. <laughs> have you ever been touched by a a ghost? Yeah, actually, I've had a lot of spirit contact. What's it it's, feel like? Um, a shadow. Uh, first time I ever had it happen, I was at um, a girl's house who told me that she had ghosts, and I didn't believe her, mm-hmm. and was standing talking to her. I am very skeptical, even right. though I've had quite a lot of experiences. I still am very skeptical when people tell me. And I was standing at her house talking. She was telling me that, you know, oh, my kids have been scared. I've been scared. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I felt what felt like a shadow move into me Mm. and I kind of just stood there and I didn't tell them that I had that feeling because I still wasn't accepting it because I just there are a lot of people who just make up things because they're looking for attention so I did not want to say out loud oh my goodness there's something right but in over the years though I have learned more and more on how to communicate and that was that spirit's way of communicating with me saying yes i am here so so i i i believe that you said that the majority of these people are just looking for attention who call you up and say there's a ghost in their house there are a lot of people that um maybe they've watched they watched a really good episode of one of the paranormal shows Mm -hmm. on tv or a really scary movie and especially this time of year, it's coming up on Halloween, we will be getting a lot of people who think that they have spirits around them. It's just um, ingrained in some people's minds that, you know, you hear a noise and so it must be something paranormal. And we have actually debunked many, many of these. So we've... You know, there are a lot of things that it's there's nothing there. How long does it, how long does it take you to do an investigation? Let's say somebody calls you to their house; they think that their house is haunted. You and your team go there. How long does it actually take for you and your team to to do the investigation and come up to a conclusion that a it is haunted, b it's not? Well, we actually pretty much know when we walk in the door. You can feel um, a difference in the house. Mm-hmm. You can feel an energy in the house. Right. Uh, within, I'd say within the first 20 minutes, we know if there is something there. We, if, there, if we're not feeling anything, we tell them well, we're not feeling anything at this time. Right. We'll stay there for about an hour. And then we'll say, if you are experiencing anything in the future, we will be happy to come back. But Spirits don't appear on cue. So it's, if as soon as you feel anything, no matter what time of day or night, contact us mm-hmm. and we'll come over. Because it's better for us to be there when they're actually experiencing something. How do they take it when you tell them, listen, we've been here for a couple of hours now. We don't feel anything. We don't think that there's anything here to, be, be, to worry about. How do they feel? A lot of people get very upset. Some people will will feel relieved mm-hmm. it, it's an individual it depends on the individual some people will feel relieved and they'll say oh good 
I just, you know, wanted to make sure that, that I'm not crazy. Right. I wanted to make sure there's nothing here. Other people will say, well, I know that this happened. And then again, I'm like, okay, keep a record of when things happen to you and call us back. Let us know as soon as something happens and we will be back because sometimes we may have to go back to the same house two or three times before we catch anything. It's just um, depends on the spirit activity. How do you, how depends do you, on the people who live there. How do you differentiate between a spirit causing the the uh, the activity or a person's own psychic kinetic power or psychokinesis actually causing the the paranormal activity well usually we have the 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 home owners mm-hmm. or residents they are to stay in one area of the house mm-hmm. or in, many times they don't even they're not even in the house when never were there so if we are experiencing anything, we know that it is or isn't paranormal. And it, just because we are very intuitive, I think that helps us quite a bit. Plus, sometimes we do use equipment, so mm-hmm. that kind of confirms or not. How would, you, how would you determine if something is a poltergeist, and what is poltergeist caused by I've never had a poltergeist. I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that they've had poltergeist experiences, and I have yet to have it happen. I'm hoping for it because I've never had it happen. But um, that would be something that is, I think, an angry spirit, not necessarily evil, but angry and just trying to get attention. Uh, I've told people if things are opening and closing, you have doors opening and closing, things are moving, mm-hmm. talk to the spirit and ask them what they want. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Because many times they're just looking for attention. It might be somebody who had passed away in the house. They're really, um, they don't want to leave. They're Mm -hmm. attached to the house somebody who has passed away and doesn't know it and they don't like somebody else being in their home. So they will do things to try to get attention. Now, when you, prior to going to a house, what kind of pre-investigation do you do on the house and on the people who are claiming the paranormal activity? We will um, many times start do research. We'll go online and um, go through county records to find out what has happened there in the mm-hmm. past. We have access to our local library and many um, very old books that 
tell us uh, quite a bit of history of our area or of the area where we are investigating, and we'll find out what has happened there in the past. Then when we arrive, we will talk to the residents of the house, um, get a lot of, you will pick up a lot just by sitting talking to people. You'll kind of can tell what kind of people they are, and right away you'll know, you know, whether they're making things up or not. All right, stand by, Reverend Rose. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Reverend Rose St. John is our guest. She is with the Beaver County Paranormal. Their website is www.beavercountyghosthunters.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And where we heard Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. Eastern until midnight on the talks uh, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Starcom Radio Network, Digital Broadcast Network, and Digital Satellite Network. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. What if Jesus came back now and insisted that we listen to him? How would the world be different if Christians really followed the Gospels? For 2,000 years, we've been practicing a religion. Now it's finally time to get it right. Read Liberating Jesus, new from Roberta Grimes. Meet the Jesus you never knew. Roberta uses afterlife evidence and biblical analysis to prove that Jesus is exactly right. Learning the lessons that he came to teach is the reason we are born at all. Roberta says he has come back now to insist that we actually listen to him so we can begin to use his teachings to unite and transform the world. Liberating Jesus on Amazon, October 1st, and then wherever books are sold. Jesus has the answers, and it's not too late. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Helvey Holistic Cancer Foundation is a new nonprofit foundation that focuses on a holistic approach to cancer that includes physical, mental, spiritual, and political aspects. Cancer education, research, and care are provided for all types of cancer patients. You can listen to interviews with cancer doctors and survivors and read research on holistic aspects of cancer at 
www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. That's www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Manifestation is driven by imagination, intent, and passion. In our culture, all three have been distorted and disabled by modern media and exploitation. Re-engage your imagination and your passion by entering into the world of paranormal romance. Kahir O'Donnell takes her readers on an exciting journey into the endless possibilities of loving, passionate, and mutually respectful male-female relationship. Her latest book, The Long Dark Night, features special ops adventure, a daring rescue, a psychic woman from the stars, and a special agent that will die to protect her. The Long Dark Night by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Reverend Rose St. John is our special guest. She is with the Beaver County Paranormal Group. Uh, their website is www.beavercountyghosthunters.com. We touched briefly on the television shows that are so-called reality shows. And what's your take on them? Are they an asset when it comes to serious investigations into the paranormal? Or are they just a bunch of bunk? They are not an asset at all. Really? They, um, they, uh, they, okay, they do go to some wonderful places, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that there is a little activity there, but these people are actors. They are not, the so-called reality shows are not reality. As far as what I have experienced, I know a couple of people who own um, places that are uh, haunted, right. so to speak, and they've had people shows, you know, people come up there, mm -hmm. and they'll tell them, "No, we have a script to follow." So that's that really does not help us as far as people believing. And a lot of times, people will just get too excited, you know. Oh well, if it happened on TV, it must mm -hmm. be real. No, it's not true. <laughs> I, I have not had any 
of the kinds of things that they've had happen on TV. Tell me, Reverend Rose, when you and your team go to a house, take us through the steps on on how you proceed doing an investigation, that is. Okay. What we usually do is we will go into the house, Mm -hmm. um, have the residents take us around the house, show us where things have happened, what has happened, who it's happened to. Um, We will sit down and make a list of people who live there, the times of days. It's very important to know the times, the people that have had these experiences. So we will make an entire list of things that happened. Mm -hmm. Then we will go around, we will set up in, say somebody has things happening in the bedroom. One of us will go up, sometimes two of us, and we will sit quietly with our recorders, our cameras, um, start talking to the spirits, find out if there is anyone who is able to communicate with us, because some spirits are not, and hopefully catch something on EVP. Um, hopefully something will be able to talk to us or touch us. Then we will, um, finish up. We'll wait for so long. Um, when then we'll go downstairs, we'll tell the residents, you know, okay, this is what we had happen. We will go home and check over our evidence and get back to you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. if you have anything else happen, record it. Make sure that you record everything, who, where, why, what everything um and then have them give us a call if something happens before we get back to them we will come home and review everything and then contact them back and let them know what we have found now the the um the spirits are are they invisible are they translucent um how do you know if a spirit and now this is surmising a spirit doesn't try to communicate with you that they're there Personally, and I have to give it to you on a personal level, mm-hmm. I can't sure. tell you what other people have happened, yeah. but personally for me, I just feel it. Um, there are a few of the girls in my group, we just kind of feel it. Yeah. You will know. Uh, they, The spirits don't, with us, mm-hmm. don't actually talk to you. Sometimes you will ha- hear them. Yes. You will hear them audibly. But most of the time, it's that you will feel them. You will feel the presence. You will feel an energy shift. Uh-huh. And um, fortunately, and it, and I sound crazy whenever I say it, but it's sort of a telepathic uh, thing that I have whenever the spirits are talking to me. So if the, if the spirits are invisible, why do you bring a camera? We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. 
Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Ah, very good question. Yeah. But because many times they're able to manifest. So what we'll say is if you are here, mm-hmm. can you manifest? Uh, one of the members who was in my group, he for physical reasons, he, he was very sick and he had to leave the group, unfortunately. We were at one home and he said, if you are here, because mm-hmm. they had had a lot of activity, if you are here, Please, and you must be very respectful with the spirit world, please make me the biggest, brightest orb in this doorway. He snapped the picture, and he got an orb. Okay, so we're, like, coincidence? Sure. He did it four times, and the ball of light, so to speak, appeared in that doorway, but in different areas. So it wasn't something on his camera. Um, He was just so intuitive and able to communicate with the spirit, and the spirit was actually able to manifest into a ball of light. But you know, from what I understand, from what I understand, Reverend Rose, there's so much controversy Mm -hmm. within the paranormal community as to what an orb actually is, if it has anything to do with the paranormal at all. Right. Because many times it's dust. It could be just, you know, dust flying around. could be bugs. There's so many different variables. Mm -hmm. The way that I, and again, it's my personal thought. If I'm there, if I'm at at a place and I say, can you make me, can you make your presence known? Mm -hmm. And I snap a picture and I get an orb. I know that I have had contact with the spirit. If I'm just snapping pictures, I very much doubt that I have caught anything. So I am very skeptical, even of myself. Well, in, in your you have it, to be. What is your opinion as to the the identification of an orb? How do you know the difference between a spiritual orb and a regular piece of dust? Well. For me, it's whenever I'm talking and I oh, get I see. get that. Um, many times, if I'm just snapping pictures and I see little spots, I, I really dismiss them. Uh, unless it's something that I feel very strongly uh-huh. and I ask for a sign that they're there or I ask if they can manifest, that is how I know for me. And again, whenever I post you know, like I'll show a picture to somebody and say, you know, this is what I got at this time when I was communicating. But I never will say that it's a spirit orb. I just say this is what I had happen at this time. Because there mm-hmm. is no way of proving. Yeah. There really is no way of proving it. We're getting into the Halloween season, as we alluded to earlier on this hour. And for, you know, a lot of ghost or paranormal or ghost walking tours always take the the participants of their little flock through cemeteries. Now, I have right. to ask you, Reverend Droz, do ghosts really hang around cemeteries? Not as a rule. 
So, um, so why do these people go to the cemetery? Is it just a, an effect? I think it's because cemeteries, you think, you see cemeteries, you think dead, you think scary. You don't think of, uh, you know, somebody has passed away. Yeah. You don't want to believe, go through that sad breathing thing. You're excited. Oh, my goodness. I'm in a cemetery. There has to be some spirit activity here. Now, we have had spirit activity in cemeteries, but I really don't go too often because I have great respect for uh, the families, you of see, those and, and who that's are and that's there. something I I applaud. See, right there, you said the magic phrase that makes me believe that you know what you're talking about because you respect that that exactly that phrase is very seldom used within the ghost hunting or ghost walk uh, genre. That's true. Hats off that's to you, dear. True. Hats we, off to you. You. You have to respect the families. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't want somebody going out walking over my family's um, grave, and I just think that that's wrong. It is. Uh, a lot of people are very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So some of the, the places that I've been have been very old, where people are probably not even around anymore. Someone from the like Civil War right. or Re- Revolutionary War. Um, and I've had contact with spirits from back then, or it's just spirits attached to the property, not necessarily people who are buried there. And if there have been recent burials, we do not go because that is just wrong. As an intuitive, I, I'm very big on that. Excuse me. As an intuitive, what do the spirits say about people who show disrespect to their their final resting places? I think that um, the the ones that I've had contact with mm-hmm. will not give, uh, will not show themselves. They will not make any kind of communication with people who are being disrespectful. I don't allow people to use that um, bullying, you know, prove yourself, you sure. know, show yourself to me. I don't allow that. That is just absolutely not necessary. And it is not allowed in my group. And I have had people say, oh, well, I was scratched. No, you mm. probably weren't. You probably did it yourself. Right. Because, or maybe the spirits did it because they were mad at you because you were making fun of them. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. I don't know. But I personally have had spirit communication um, on a on some property, but I believe that some of it is just the property. It's not necessarily um, those who are buried there. But I do believe that some people who were buried back in maybe Revolutionary War, 1800s, 1600s, they didn't have the embalming process that we do today. Mm -hmm. So some people may have been buried alive accidentally. Sure. That has been, that's been, you know, a proven fact. Yeah. So I, you know, or maybe somebody had died um, before their time. Something I do not Those like, ones. something that really upsets me uh, whenever I've been desperate enough to watch any of these so-called reality paranormal shows is how the ghost researchers, once again, for lack of better words, right. like to provoke, provoke and challenge spirits. Yes. And that's so wrong. Yeah, it is. 
because if the spirits want to communicate with you, they will. Mm -hmm. If they don't, that's fine. We usually, if we are getting nothing, I will just say thank you. And we always do that. We always thank them, whether somebody has given us anything or not. We're like, thank you. We will come back and visit you another time. Maybe you'll want to communicate with us then. But never, ever be rude and ignorant. And I know they do that on television a lot. Yeah, and they it, do. Very, it upsets me quite a bit. It's, just, it, it's a way of looking for attention and they get it. So I, uh, people, yeah. Some people think that they should. I don't. I think they should be taken off the air. Mind you, there is several broadcasters who are so, so desperate for anything to put on yeah. the air that they put this crap on. Tell me about demons. Right. Tell me about demons, uh, Reverend Rose. I personally do not believe in demons. It's just me. And when I go into an investigation, I do. Um, when I go in, I say I am only allowing anything of the positive, mm -hmm. anything positive to come to me. Only positive energy is allowed. I am not allowing anything negative. Maybe that's why I have never encountered anything like that. But personally, I don't believe in demons. I believe in negative energy yeah. and positive energy. Well, what would cause negative energy, Reverend Rose? Probably someone who was... Just a bad apple? Not bad. Just a bad person. And, you know, Hitler, for instance. Right. Okay, Hitler. Oh, yeah. Really bad. Hitler dies. He, he's not going to turn into an angel and, and be a wonderful person. He's still going to have that negative energy attached to him. So, to me, people, murderers, mm -hmm. you know, people like that are going to have that negative energy because that's just who they were in life. That's who they are in death. How do you protect yourself and the members of your group from bringing back with you negative energy what we usually do is we will talk we'll, we'll thank them and mm -hmm. we'll say we'll come back and we use sage uh which is native american way of um cleansing and keep, keeping negative energy away so we will burn sage and we will smudge ourselves and tell the energy tell the spirits that they have to stay there uh we haven't had any problems so far by doing that. What is, wood. <laughs> what, is, what is the hardest part about what you do? Uh, the hardest part for me is when someone is very desperate mm -hmm. and that things have happened to them and I haven't been able to communicate. I had uh, just recently a little boy who is seeing something in his bedroom. He's only about four. And I went up, I set up cameras and things, and I haven't been able to communicate with this spirit. And that makes me kind of heartbroken that I haven't been able to do anything for them. So they are actually supposed to contact me no matter what time, day or night, for me to come over as soon as they have anything happen. Why do you think this spirit is bothering a four-year-old little boy? I think it's just attached to the property, and there are actually two spirits. Um, one is is a, uh, like a father, and one's a child. And the the child spirit, the little boy talks to, and he's happy with. But the man spirit kind of 
makes him uneasy. Um, but I haven't been able to communicate with him. So that's a little frustrating to me because I don't like seeing this. Children mm-hmm. are very, you know, are very sensitive. And I believe that there is something there. And it's very frustrating for me that I am not able to help him that I haven't yet. But I'm sure I will. Why because do you th- I won't give up. Why do you think that a lot of ghosts, from what we're told, hang around bars, pubs, and taverns? <laughs> I think some of that is just um, spirits that they're drinking. Uh, we are actually going to the Bobby Mackey restaurant and bar in Kentucky uh, in April. And I don't know if it's that there's something attached to the bar per se or if it's the property from things that happened years ago. With all the different um, gross... But- with all the different ghost organizations that go to all these haunted places, why do the mm-hmm. spirits hang around? Like, haven't you know? Isn't there the possibility that because of all the people that are tromping through these areas, that they're just going to take off? I can't understand why all these places remain haunted. Because people aren't sending them away. Because most of the people are just there to communicate, and that's it. They're not doing what my group does because my group is kind of, um, it's like they're telling you, no, don't send them away, you know, because this is our moneymaker, you know, having people come here to contact the spirits. So we don't want them to send away. Uh, so most people are just going there just to communicate, just to say, you know, hey, I went to this haunted place and this happened or that happened, whether it happened or not. Some people are going to say something happened to them because they believe it. How much does one's belief in the paranormal play on the on the actual event? I think that when you believe in something enough, you're going. Sometimes you're going to create it. Mm. Um, you will when you believe hard enough that something is going on. You're going to bring in energy. You're going to just start noticing things that are everyday things that you're just going to start thinking of as paranormal. I, even though I do what I do, I'm still very skeptical when I go. You have to be skeptical. So how do you deal with skepticism? Uh, it's really easy. I tell people, I said, you know what? I'm skeptical too, and I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I'm just telling you this is what I've had happen. Right. You believe me or not, it doesn't matter because when I'm doing things, I'm doing them for myself. For it, It's a selfish thing, trying to help the spirits go to the light. Right. Or I'm helping the residents of a home to feel at ease. So it really doesn't matter if somebody else believes or not. So when it comes, when push comes to shove, when it comes to the paranormal and ghosts, who has more authority? You as a minister of a metaphysical or spiritual church or organization or an ordained minister that is affiliated with a church that, you know, a a traditional church that, that, uh, you know, believes in God and all the covenants 
of God? Well, honestly, yeah. a lot of people who have... My cousin is, is an ordained minister and mm-hmm. has his own church. A lot of people who are ordained ministers do not do what I do. Right. So it's basically a something that spiritualists do. And not all spiritualists do it. It's just I started doing it to help people. And that's why I continue to do it. Yeah, I, I, under, I understand. I understand that. I, I understand that, Reverend Norris. But who has more authority when it comes to dealing with spirits? You, as a as a as a minister or reverend with a spiritual church, or an ordained minister who's gone to a seminary, who actually has a bona fide church, recognized church, and does God's work. Who has more authority in the spirit personal. world? But who has? But I think who, it depends. It depends on the, the minister. It depends on how much that individual minister believes, in, and if they really are trying to make communication. But it, but is it is it is it, the, is it the minister? Is it the minister or the authority of God that really has the clout here? It's your personal belief. It's your personal belief. It's how much of a how much of a belief you have in your religious system, or how right. much of a belief you have. Everything is personal. Oh, okay, and I, I don't think you can generalize there. I'm not asking for a generalization. I'm asking for an, a direct answer. Who has more? I don't author- have a direct answer. <laughs> Do you believe in God? It's, to me. I believe there is a higher power. So you're not associated with any established church? No. Gotcha. No, I just am I am just involved with spiritual people. Were you ever involved with a in a regular church? Yes. Yes, I was. So what For happened? For many years I was involved with church. Um it just didn't feel right. Things just felt wrong and I was feeling uh mm-hmm. A lot of things just didn't seem right to me. Different and strokes for different folks. I started folks. to challenge, right? And so you just kind of challenge, you know, things that you believe. And uh-huh. I think that's fine. Everybody needs to believe something, but it, nobody, you don't have to believe the same thing. Reverend that's Rose, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a delight talking to you. And I wish you and the thank rest you. of your uh, organization happy ghost hunter. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too, dear. Exo Nation, my guest this hour has been Reverend Rose St. John, www.beavercountyghosthunters.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exo from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. My email address is exone at exoneradiotv.com. And all over the internet, Exxon Radio TV. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.